I've been thinking a lot on anticipatory resoluteness or the ideal of approaching life in an authentic manner and being understanding of its susceptibility to change. And it frees so much worry and anxiety that may come through. Because when you set goals for yourself that are uh, stern, you're, you're inevitably going to be disappointed. And as Parasite said so beautifully, um, the best plan is no plan at all because life never goes to plan or something to that effect. So that's what I've been, that's what I've been on about lately, listening more than speaking because, uh, because speaking sometimes has a bit of an arrogance to it if I don't, if I don't consider the way that my words are going to affect those listening. But we're not talking about Parasite today. We're talking about another Academy Award-nominated film, Taika Waititi's Jojo Rabbit. My guest today is Yana Gorskaya, the editor of this beautiful, thoughtful, unique film that I'm so happy was made. Made in a time where we need to laugh at hate and we need to understand how little... Not that we shouldn't take things seriously... But the way that we approach them should be all with with love. And it seems to have come through in those who made it, and those who saw it, and it, it won Best Adapted Screenplay, which I think it deserved, and I think it had five five other nominations. But it's just a wonderful, pleasant little film that I had a little bit of trouble getting into at first. Not because it was bad, but because I was like, wow, that's Hitler up there. And um, somehow they win you over. And I don't know how else to say it. My conversation was fantastic. I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for the film. And I hope you enjoy yourself. Here's my chat with Yana Gorskaya. So let's get down to it. Tell me a bit about Jojo Rabbit and how you came to work on it, what the experience was like for you, whatever comes to mind. Uh, well, um, I first heard about Jojo many years ago, back when I first started working with Taika. Mm-hmm. Um, and he told me the story and he said, but I feel like I need to make a bunch of other movies first so that I don't mess it up. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and I was immediately intrigued and thought it was an incredible story as a, you know, as a second generation Holocaust survivor and um, mm-hmm. as a Jew, uh, it really spoke to me. And I've worked, I've had the incredible pleasure of working on all of Taika's movies. So he gave me a call on this one and I didn't think twice. Um, <laughs> I ran in to help um and um of course tom eagles um the editor who was with him all through production and through to the very end you know did the heavy lifting and he mm-hmm. was fantastic um and um i got to, i came in and did eight weeks uh on the movie and a couple full passes and it was um awesome yeah that's such a wonderful opportunity yeah. So what yeah. was what was it like I, having such a, a cathartic story and something so close to you? 
because when when you I I try to pick projects that speak to me, mm-hmm. even if I don't necessarily have like a personal connection. I work on right. You know, a vampire mockumentary doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) But but it's definitely like it hits my pleasure centers. Um, So I've been really fortunate with JoJo as with all the movies that I've worked on that they're in subject areas that speak to me. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was it was lovely to work on those. The kids' um, performances were fantastic and helping to shape those absolutely um yeah um honestly it was a pleasure because you know the performances are really strong and Mm -hmm. i got great material and um it was already in a fantastic place when i came in tom had it you know yeah um so i was just offering other ideas and you know throwing things to the wall and see Mm -hmm. see what sticks (laughs) Did anything come about in the movie that you were particularly happy that you did? Um, goodness, uh, it's it's hard to say. I, I mean, I don't have um, ownership over things, and right, right. I mean, the the, the the work that we yeah. do is is so um, collaborative and mm-hmm. um, really is a, a back and forth amongst with Taika and with Carthew and with Tom and, and um, that I don't, I don't feel like anything is mine. You For know? sure. Like, yeah. Um, you know, as an editor, I mean, I, 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 there are definitely things in the movie that came from, sprung from my brain originally, but right. how, how they are in the final is, is the way that movies are made, which is this incredibly collaborative, um, creative back and forth that mm-hmm. ultimately leads to Jojo Rabbit being the movie that it is. So. Do you think that it's uh, lucky or unique that you get to work on movies that just happen to be movies that like you would enjoy seeing, if that makes sense? Um, definitely lucky. Um, I don't know. I hope it's not unique. Um, I very early on in my career... Um, I actually went to film school or mm-hmm. to grad school because my my mom had passed away. Oh my goodness! And and I felt like and it was very sudden and she was really young and I I'm sort sorry of to felt like oh my goodness I I don't have enough time to to do work that I don't like. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I was working with really nice people that I did like, but but on things that I didn't really care about. And um, so I went back to film school and ever since then I've made all of my choices with that in mind with this like not enough time um and sometimes that meant that I passed up kind of higher profile movies or um or working with some higher profile people but if the material didn't completely speak to me and or the relationship felt like it might be Mm-hmm. less than enjoyable <laughs> like, I've been blessed to work with incredibly nice people on stuff that I actually genuinely care about mm-hmm. so that's um, definitely lucky I, I, I hope that that's not unique <laughs> yeah so her passing and it did it like was it did it awaken things that you felt that you already kind of knew or did it really just like shake you 
and, and make me. you realize. <laughs> uh, it shook me because I feel like I was um, kind of letting things happen to me up in, until that point. Like, like if yeah. the door opened, I, I would, you know, if someone offered something, I just would take it. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't making particularly active choices mm-hmm. and um and I just felt like I had all the time in the world and that like things would kind of shake out and then yeah when that happened um I realized I didn't <laughs> like it really really shook me mm-hmm. and so I was actually I was in um the ER I mean in the hospital with her when I, I wrote my application um wow to grad school uh which I don't think I would have done. <laughs> At least not. Maybe I would have eventually, but mm-hmm. it was something I was kind of kicking around. Um, and then once I got to grad school, I was I was just incredibly picky about the stuff that I would work on mm-hmm. and the people that I would work with, and I kind of knew that. I wasn't going to get to edit anything until I'd edited anything. <laughs> so it was like this weird catch-22. So I, you know, I took this advantage of the fact that like, I still had pretty low overhead as a student to say, you know what, I'll work for free on something if it's right. great. Like, um, and that's how I got onto this documentary. Yeah, yeah. Um, Spellbound and met Jeff Blitz, who mm-hmm. I adore and would walk through fire for. <laughs> um, uh and that was all through the, that kind of thinking, and yeah. um, and it's it's worked for me. Like, I've, but I've been lucky too that the movies that I worked on found an audience and and were embraced. So it opened more doors, and I continue to work with people I like yeah. <laughs> on things that I enjoy. Um, yeah. Is is it ever sort of like? I don't know if I want to use the word fear, but like, because it sounds like a very positive, like change and a positive outlook to, to take on. But is there ever like a strange, like fear or urgency that you feel about doing work that like, like with, like with your concept of time changing and how limited it actually is? Or, or does it feel more like a, like an agency, like a liberation in a way? I, I I think more at the second, um, Mm -hmm. It feels, I feel less angst about saying no um, to things that don't feel right. <laughs> um, yeah. Because, you know, it can be tough because when you get offered something high profile or big budget or, you, you know, to, to say no mm-hmm. because you, you, the script doesn't speak to you. Um, can be really hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I feel like that experience liberated me into mm-hmm. sort of trying to trust myself and my instincts. Um, For sure. About how I feel about work. Does do you think that it's helped shape what you do like regularly too, like the things that you do on a daily basis or? like the smaller decisions um, that you make? Like, do you feel more confidence or comfort in the things that you decide to do? Yeah, I mean, I definitely um, cherish my friendships and mm-hmm. I am um, 
picky about those as well. (laughs) (laughs) um, I uh, I mean, I don't want to say picky, but like, you know, I just... For sure. The the people that I like, I try very hard to spend time with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and, um, unfortunately, the work hours are quite long and and sometimes that isn't as um, easy to do, but... um, yeah, I definitely I prioritized having a family, mm-hmm. um, and not putting that aside necessarily just for work. Um, yeah, those are those were choices that mm-hmm. were part of that. I think sure. I think it's a a really obvious but um, interesting thing where when if we try to think about like how, I think I think it's very often that people do things that they don't necessarily want to be doing but there's just this sort of obligation sort of feeling. So when you step back and you have that like outside look and that agency, I don't know, it can be, yeah. it can be interesting. You know, I got, I think the best advice I ever got as a filmmaker or as a young person in mm-hmm. any career is to keep your overhead low. Like yeah. I still drive a crappy car, <laughs> even <laughs> though I can afford right. a better car, you know, like I, um, so you can, say no and you do it's not always possible because rent in LA is ridiculous yeah (laughs) um you know that's I'm definitely speaking from a place of some privilege when I when I say that but as much as possible um I was always very I've always been very frugal and um and that's so that I don't have to take jobs Mm -hmm. I just just to, um, you know, and then I, I, we made it a priority to just sort of sock away six months of expenses, um, <laughs> and that took a long time to, to squirrel <laughs> and save, but we, it's kind of like, like sacred, because I, um, both my husband and I kind of need the power to say no um, right. to, to things that we don't want to do just Mm -hmm. (laughs) we can pay our mortgage or (laughs) yeah you know i mean it sounds pretty simple but it's it's really tough to say no sometimes it is because you don't want to i don't know you don't want to hurt other people in your actions but then you learn it's it's okay you don't want to feel like you're missing an opportunity or yeah you know especially when you're starting out it's just you know the work can be really difficult to come by and you haven't built your reputation yet and so you feel like you want to say yes to everything but I would say that I I wish that um, you would know that because you're willing to work for no or very little money your work is really valuable yeah. <laughs> like, like <laughs> your, um, and so to be picky about who, who you give that to and what you give that to because um, you can be because because you are working for so little. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Like, for sure. Um, so you know, save it for something you believe in because you'll because the doors you open and the people you work with and the things you work on will continue to be the doors you will step through and the people you work with and the kind of thing you work on. Mm-hmm. So to make those choices kind of carefully um, early on when you can afford to right yeah. do you, yeah. do you which is not to say you know I think everybody's done a job where 
they just had to pay their bills. And right, right. I'm sure, you know, but, and that's, that's okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you think that way of thinking has afforded you a life mostly like without regret? Oof. I don't know. I mean, I think everybody carries regret um, mm-hmm. over one thing or another or some way you handled the situation or didn't. Um, I feel pretty content, though. I, I do feel lucky. I mean, I feel blessed in, mm-hmm. in, with the kind of people and projects that I've had an opportunity to work on. Um, I don't know. I can't say I'm, I don't feel any regret. I don't think I'd be a, a human. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> if I felt no regret. <laughs> I just think there's a place to be where, like, because I think true regret is like a feeling that you can't really like let go of it's it's something that like to me it's something where your brain says like that should not have happened like the way it did or like i really really mm. like it doesn't feel because we're always convincing ourselves that like the things that are happening are happening for like the way they are like they're supposed to be and so that's what i think regretted is is like when something happens and it doesn't feel right like it seems like there was a misstep or a miscalculation or something yeah, I you know I don't completely buy into the idea that what will be will be. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that, and I'm incredibly bad at at um, schmoozing. And like if I'm not genuinely interested in somebody, I find it very difficult to, <laughs> to yeah for sure to, to like work a room or anything like that. But I do think there is a way that you can more actively pursue things that you're genuinely interested in and I find it, it's actually difficult now because I do get pretty regular offers to to, to like actively um, be the agent of your own uh-huh. career um, you know I think if I had a little more time and energy that I might be I'm, you know I might reach for something else but I you know so much is offered to me and they're great so like I can't you know I certainly <laughs> am not in a place to complain right um uh but I do I I think earlier on in my career I I was very active in in looking for the right fit and the right mm-hmm. um collaborators and the right um, friends and the right, you know, the, um, the right community building. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm so thankful that I did those things, that I made those efforts. Are you, you know, at all where you thought you would be when you started school or even before? No, because I, when I started school, I thought I wanted to be a writer director mm-hmm. and as I think everybody who starts film school <laughs> kind, of, kind, of, <laughs> kind of does. Yeah. Uh, but then I met um, Kate Amond, who is a editing faculty mm-hmm. at USC, and she's cut all of these amazing documentary films, and her name is associated with a, um, a couple Oscar-winning films. And she's Goodness. phenomenal. And, um, and she was so smart and grounded and lovely Mm. and I realized 
oh my god, I want to be Kay Damon when I grow up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she's so sane. Like, compared to production, it just was like this lovely oasis. And then, you know, I worked on a editing project and I, I was in the room for, you know, over 12 hours and I hadn't seen, I didn't realize that the time had passed and I was in such a happy place. I was so enjoying what I was doing. I was like, okay, this is a phenomenal fit for me. Um, hmm. And, and a fun, like her, a phenomenal life. Like, mm-hmm. like it, it had, it seemed to have a lot of meaning, um, her life. Um, yeah. And, and I was looking for that. I was looking for something, um, meaningful in in the work that I'd be doing um, and the way I would spend my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and it checked all the boxes. So that's how I ended up in editorial. That's wonderful. So do you feel a, a fulfillment then, do you think? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think it's always human nature to strive and want more and to try new things and um you know i did get the opportunity to direct a couple episodes of what we do in the shadows this past season which was really cool Mm -hmm. but i don't think that that's what i want to be when i grow up anymore (laughs) (laughs) i think you know like that's that's an awesome opportunity and i'm so glad i had it but i i still i still feel like the most comfortable happy place for me is um in editorial or in or in writing, yeah, uh, which is a really similar kind of thinking. So I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I have to say, I guess I am content, which is um, a marvelous thing to be yeah. <laughs> in, in LA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's about it. That's what we gotta yeah. strive for. Uh, do you want to talk about any of the other films that you've worked on and and how particularly fruitful they may have been? Um, well, uh, is there any film in particular you'd Oh like my to goodness. Um, um, well, I love YTT's work in general, so you, oh, you can mention any of those. Brilliant. Or... And, you know, I, I'm so lucky to have had this crazy relationship with him over the years where I get to come in and play with his material and <laughs> um, be a part of it. I met him um, on his first movie when it was bought by Miramax, but that when it wasn't um, Weinstein's Miramax, it was <laughs> yeah. recently like yeah. bought out. Um, and uh, they asked me to come in to do a week on the movie because they'd acquired it and they had some questions about some things and I was really nervous that he'd see me as like someone because I loved the movie (laughs) Um, (laughs) that he'd see me as someone who was coming in to like take over or mess with his thing or I just wanted to be helpful and not fuck it up like (laughs) that was you know all of that um and it was already great and um we had such a good time that he ended up asking for some more time with me to, to do other things on the movie. So, so, um, so I got, you know, uh, to do this thing with him. And then ever since then, he's always called me, um, Hmm. to work on all his films and in varying degrees of 
intensity right. <laughs> and, and and length um but it's so cool and i yeah, i don't know i think we both have a uh overdeveloped sense of deadpan and <laughs> <laughs> like me as a, a russian immigrant and um from his upbringing um so we really connected right um comedically um and we also have kind of highly developed bullshit detectors so yeah um yeah so if something doesn't feel grounded or good we kind of tend to agree about those things so that that's i think i um we work well together um i think he's brilliant and i love his movies and i love working on them um that's really special and you know and he works with fantastic editors other editors that, <laughs> that are also brilliant and bring a lot to it um no it's just all and, you it's just you guys <laughs> the dynamic duo of hollywood <laughs> um yeah i mean he's really taken off i'm not at all surprised and i'm just lucky to have met him before he was on his meteoric <laughs> um rise um for sure yeah i love uh every one of those films were fantastic um to work on has has it been nice uh, seeing like the progress like do you think that they've just gotten better and you've gotten better yeah i think we all got better <laughs> like, <laughs> as we as we went on i mean there are things i really love about um, some of his earlier movies too that um, I think really hold up and I on what we do in the shadows I got to work with him and Jermaine Clement who's also really a fantastic mm-hmm. um, thinker and creator and um, you know they co-directed that movie and um, you know they came and they hung out in my back house <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and we just got to play and um, that was super cool, um, and you know I still work with with Jem now on on the series. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, let's see who else. Um, I, yeah, I've worked with wonderful people. Jeff Blitz, as I mentioned, I've done a few films with and love working with. Um, and I, you know, early on. I, uh, I, right now, I just finished a series with um, Jonathan Mentwistle, who was the showrunner and director of The End of the Effing World. Um, oh, cool. And Yeah, and we just did this show. It's called I'm Not Okay With This for Netflix. Mm, and that's he, exciting. Wor- working with him was a dream. He's another like smart, funny, sweet human being. <laughs> and um, yeah, very, sim- very much in that same wheelhouse of the taikas and the yeah like just like ready to play and mm-hmm. be and really open um i've also been incredibly blessed to have worked with guys that like working with women <laughs> like, yeah don't seem to be remotely threatened by that or um uh does that seem to be an issue you know i i don't know because i haven't worked with the people for whom that it is an issue. I right. Think, um, uh, I think it's self-selecting the directors that choose to work with women in mm-hmm. editorial. Um, so I've I've only had really good experiences. Yeah. Um, 
it's particularly with the people that I've worked with repeatedly, um, like that's just been, um, yeah, it doesn't, it's, it's a non, um, factor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm just a collaborator and they're, they're, they're not remotely, um, threatened by, um, you know, working with, right. But I think that there are, yeah, there's, there are people in town that wouldn't choose to work with me. That is so (laughs) wacky. (laughs) It's goofy. How did you uh, get to working on Perks of Being a Wallflower? Oh, um, I, you know, I got called in. Um, I, I really responded to the material, and mm-hmm. um, that's how I got the pleasure of working on that film. Um, Mary Jo Markey was the main editor on that, though, um, uh-huh. and I give her all credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, um, yeah, oh, I just, um, I keep getting to work with cool people. I got to work with Lee Tolan Krieger early on in his career before he went on to become the king of television, (laughs) Um, (laughs) and would happily, uh, work with him any day of the year. Um, yeah, they're all, they're all great and smart and lovely, (laughs) so... (laughs) That's good to hear. Yeah. What are um, what are some of your favorite things to do in editing? Um, I love to sometimes take out the words mm. and um, let things be more about looks and visuals, and you know, when sometimes when the words feel a little stiff. Yeah. Um, or written. Um, I find that sometimes removing them or finding the absolute smallest version of them and boiling it down and creating more air around things is the answer. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, situation. So that's that's probably my favorite kind of. Yeah, um, I totally relate work. to that. Yeah, that's very satisfying. <laughs> Yeah, because there's just nothing to, like, wrestle with. You're not like, oh, what's, like, is this sitting with yeah. me correctly? And I, you know, I've been lucky in that I've primarily worked with directors who aren't overly attached to um, their scripts, even when they're the writer uh-huh. um, directors. So you, you have freedom um, to reimagine how a scene might play, and they're not needing to hear every single word that they put on the page. Right. <laughs> you know? um, it becomes about making the scene work and breathe on it. It becomes its own animal. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's my, yeah, I've been lucky that way. And, and that's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like creating montages out of things that we, we took out. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I I love doing that myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much for the chat today. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. It's been really nice. (laughs) Thank you for um, talking to me. Of course. Everybody's interested in editors, so. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I I love editing. I I think it's 
It's unsung unsung heroes. Well, yeah, unsung is the word, but <laughs> you kind of have to be okay with that to choose a <laughs> career. <laughs> okay. Alrighty, well, I will. Uh, I'll let you know when I get this up. All right. And thank you. Uh, I'll probably be in LA in a couple years, so hopefully our paths will cross again. We can chat again. Very cool. And yeah. I wish you the best. I hope your get-together later is really lovely. Oh, I bet it will be. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much again for the talk. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>